Hello and welcome on to the first ever uh, TNBL podcast. This is uh, the owner of the Vincent Emperors talking to you here. Uh, I just kind of got bored here. It's Sunday night. I was kind of at home bored and uh, thought I'd experiment in this medium uh, to kind of talk about the league and sorts of things that are going on as sort of an extension of the TNBL Graphs uh, website that Andrew of Durham Bulls has started and has done a great job on. Uh, So yeah, just kind of kind of an experiment here tonight. Just going to go through some of my thoughts, I guess, unsolicited, but uh, nonetheless on the, uh, the early season uh here of 2036 and then maybe wrap up with some uh with some top prospect talk so uh without further ado uh have to start out with the team that is number one in the standings after this most recent sim uh that would be pittsburgh at 38 and 16. they had an okay sim but seattle really struggled uh this past sim so pittsburgh has jumped them in the rankings pittsburgh is interesting of course they win the, uh, I guess, the Thunderdome, as Claude City has dubbed it, the World Series two years ago, I believe, and then sort of fell back in the standings in 2035. But uh, they really, it, it appears that they're here to stay. Um, oh. No, I got that wrong. They did not win the Thunderdome in 2035 or in 2034. Did they get second? Hmm. Not going to have a whole lot of editing here. Um, they won 106 games, which is tied for the most in 2034. I can't seem to find the playoff history. Here we go. 2034. Yeah, they got swept by Bronx. So still, uh, you know, we won 106 games, and then last year they struggled a little bit more. So Pittsburgh's still having a great rebound season. Sorry to kind of rub it in there, Corey, that uh, your team didn't get it done two years ago. Uh, We're going to talk about Bronx a little bit later on as well because they're having a good year too. Um, Yeah, Pittsburgh doing well. I think, uh, you know, maybe they try to pick up an infield bat, uh, maybe another arm here uh, before the deadline as it sits here uh, on June 9th. But... You know, Pittsburgh doing great. Uh, great things to start off the season here at 38 and 16. Not going to talk about Seattle too much right now, even though they're second. Um, really, maybe top to bottom, the most talented team. They, uh, as we're recor- as I'm recording this, they just made a trade for uh, Ty Hoy Bai, a former Vincent Emperor as well, who's kind of bounced around the league. Um, but there's a good player, a really good defender. Um, Let's take a look at the deal they got for him. Uh, Miguel Candelaria and Yoshiga, Yoshiaga Koshin. I don't love either of those players. Uh, Candelaria has some potential, but I believe, if I'm remembering right, he has a pretty harsh lefty split, and he's on the older side. Koshin is, um, you know, I think he's going to be relegated to a, uh, a reliever role eventually. Um, not that... Eh. He could start. He just doesn't have... Uh, you know, 50 potential guy. He he doesn't have elite stuff um, or elite control, but he's a he's an innings eater. Uh, got got a solid fastball, ground ball pitcher, high intelligence. So not not a bad pickup there at all. And Ty Hoy Bai, uh, you know, is in his 30s. Myrtle Beach doesn't really have any use for him. Uh, guy that good pickup for Seattle because he's hitting over 300 and a uh, 95 rate of uh, 95. Uh, first base defensive rating at first base uh, 29 years old he is expensive um, 
Oh, but uh, Myrtle's retaining 65% of the contract. So yeah, good deal for Seattle there. Um, you know, big time upgrade at first base for them. That That's probably the best uh, roster top to bottom in the league, in my opinion, right now. Uh, of course, uh, still have Cloud City, ever consistent. They're, they've, they're, their MO has been to win the title every other year. Um, or so they, let's see, they've won four in... In, in yeah in six years wow so they won two in a row 2030 2031 and then since then it's been every other year so this would be an off year so this potentially 2036 uh could be another team that comes in and steals it um no team has won more than one other than cloud city so uh, maybe bronx comes in bronx is another team we should talk about love what they're doing uh they actually have the most wins in the league at the moment because herman i, I mean you talk about Murderer's Row of Herman Ackland, Miguel Pena, Rex Clark, and Ed Berrigan. Uh, Ed Berrigan not having a great year, but still, you know, he's on pace for 25 home runs. It, it could be a lot better. Uh, he's only hitting 211, so that's probably going to come up, and th this lineup's going to be even scarier. Uh, Herman Ackland as well, not really having a very good year at all. Um, that's crazy, yeah. On-base percentage below 300 despite uh, 84 contact and a 53i. That on-base percentage should be, really, it should be about 370 or so. Um, with, he could hit upwards of 50 home runs with 94 power. So, should be a lot better second half for Bronx. Um, I don't know that their rotation is going to be enough to, to carry them past Seattle, Pittsburgh, and, uh, and Cloud City, but they're certainly going to be in that conversation, and they're going to be in good shape um, uh, come the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out, and they, do, they have some good arms. They do. They got in, uh, Angel Garcia and Yvonne Torres, probably two, uh, probably two future Hall of Famers. Uh, Alex Reynoso, so this is a big problem with the Bronx right now. I'm just kind of seeing this live. They've got... Uh, he's, they've got Alex Reynoso starting, and he, he really should only be a bullpen guy with only a 22 changeup as his third pitch. So uh, maybe that's a move that Bronx will make towards the uh, towards as we get closer to the trade deadline. Um, other teams, Myrtle Beach is. Uh, we just talked about them a little bit. They're kind of fighting off this tanking. They're you know. Uh, of course, Daryl, uh, longtime you know original member, left before the season had set them up for a rebuild. And uh, and K Dog, another original member who's kind of bounced around, has taken them over and is surprised. They're surprisingly thirty and twenty-five, firmly in a playoff spot as we sit here today. Um, but you know, it seems like K Dog is still kind of trying to sell some pieces and uh, and get out of there and and and, uh, and try to. Try to get not not necessarily tanking, but try to uh, try to start more of a rebuilding process. Their farm is a little bit barren. Um, we've got some really good relievers at the top here, and they've got a let's see, a 17 year old third baseman. We've got Tony Vaca, who's going to be a good hitter in right field. 19 year old, but not just not not a ton of talent here. So they can definitely uh, try to replenish that and see if they can offload these pieces to a con contender and that appears to be what they're going to do uh i don't want to talk about my team too much obviously after eight years i think uh went ahead and, and hit the reset button uh probably going to be tanking here for at least this year trying to get a top five pick this year and in 2037 and then i think 2038 should be a competing year again and then hopefully we'll have another run of eight or nine seasons on the back of that that i can uh 
you know, maybe maybe get that elusive title to Vincent. We'll see. Uh, it didn't happen in the first run, but hopefully after a uh, quick reset here, we'll be back. I think those were, those were kind of the four or five most interesting teams that I saw. A um, couple of the notes. Atlanta, uh, Keeks, having a good year, uh, 34-23. and 23. That's really solid. Uh, I believe they had a little bit of a rough go of it last year, but not too bad. Brooklyn uh, had a really rough start to the season, but have been doing better. Let's see. Let's see, they went eight, yeah, eight and fourteen in May, and then eighteen and eight in in, in or sorry, eight and fourteen in April, and then eighteen and eight in May. So uh, Brooklyn is firmly back on track. They uh, they travel to to to, now, to Antarctica to face uh, the Vincent Emperors next week. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, other teams, other teams. Italia is probably not where they want to be after making the World Series last year, 28 and 27. Probably want to be a little bit higher than that. Uh, bunch of teams here at 28 and 27. Fargo, Washington, St. Louis, Beanie, man. I know, uh, I know you're trying to get up, but you're probably let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You're Beanie's in the playoffs here. All those teams that I just mentioned at 28, 27 are currently in the playoffs, just ahead of Birmingham and Toronto. Uh, Birmingham, a team, let's see, they, they hit their, you know, you get a new owner in, decided to uh, make the team their own, which I totally understand. Um, but they, they're another team that has sort of tried to half tank, but haven't been able to offload all of these, uh, all of their good assets. Um, and they've still got Roberto Prado is a really good piece. If I was a contender, I'd be going after Roberto Prado really hard. I remember back in the day when he was coming up, I tried to get him from uh, Roy Munson and it uh, never came together. But um, let's see. Luis Suarez, honestly, one of the five or six best catchers in the game, probably. He's paid like at eight, 18 million, but Birmingham could still uh, be active at the deadline if there are buyers. Um, Everett, another team that has been active uh, that I've made a couple trades with. Um, 25 and 29. I expect they're going to have a better second half with uh, all the moves that Will has made there. Um, got to get some guys kind of turning around. Got to get Mono Masuda going a little bit here. Uh, Hibiki Takahashi, I believe, is the name of his leadoff hitter here. Only hitting 262, OPS plus a 93. That's not going to cut it out of the leadoff spot. So, uh, you know, maybe he has a better second half and Everett can kind of put it together. Uh, really good pitching staff in Everett, but only 15th in runs scored. That's usually not going to equal a playoff spot, but uh, I think it, it's it's not impossible. And I'm rooting for Robin Gordon and, Co and Corey Cooper, of course, longtime emperors, both of them. So hopefully uh, Everett can put together a run here down the stretch. Let's see, he's only about two and a half to three games out of the playoffs, so definitely not impossible. I think those are probably all the teams. I mean, just shout out to Durham, man. 18 and 38, that's incredible. That's what we all aspire to be as far as tankers go. Um, Willie Baez, former emperor here, uh, hitting 138 out of the leadoff spot. That is elite level tanking. You all should be taking notes. This is incredible. Uh, Jonathan Tamayo, that's a name that, uh, man, he bounced. I think Beanie and I trade him, traded him back and forth to each other three or four times just in various deals. I cannot believe he has made the major leagues in his is actually having a good season. Like he's about to put up, he's on pace for a five war season. That's incredible. He's hitting 296, playing good defense in left field. He's ruining your tank, Durham. Man. Um, I think that's probably it for teams. 
to about 12 minutes in here. It's probably it for teams. I don't know how often we're, I'm going to do this. Uh, really no promises on that. Maybe once a month in the game, maybe once every two months, maybe twice. I, we're just going to see how it goes. If you guys like this, I'm going to take this little intermission here before I get to the prospects to... I mean, if you guys like this, let me know. Uh, you know, so, so I'm sure. I think we're gonna. It's gonna be put all over Slack. Uh, so yeah, just if you guys are actually listening to this, I'll probably do more of them. Otherwise, it may just be when I'm bored and wanna and wanna get some thoughts out about the league in general. Uh, I really like the history of this league, obviously. Um, and so, just wanted to kind of experiment with this medium, see if it uh, would get people, you know, more interested in uh, in this aspect of it. I, I really like uh, the group that we've got here and uh, thought it would be an interesting thing to try. So um, with that behind us, let's go ahead and I'm going to move on to these top five prospects. Uh, Andrew, again with Durham, pointed out, I believe earlier tonight, that, uh, oh, what's his name? Meraxin. Uh, you guys know I'm talking about the crazy pitcher for Toronto. Evgeny Meraxian. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, uh, Tom with Boston seemed to know the etymology of both of those names, so maybe he can uh, enlighten us uh, if, if he listens to this. But uh, Andrew pointed out that this guy is no longer our top prospect. I would say not because he threw a perfect game a couple of sims ago. He's got three blue pitches, um, 114 stuff, could get up to 128. My problem with this guy, is, and this is not why I'm bringing this up, um, bringing this up is a is a segue into giving my top five prospects for the league uh, now that this guy is out of here. But um, I, I will say I'm a little bit worried about him long-term just because of the movement rating. I've noticed most aces, if you look at the like the ERA plus charts or you know the, the, the fielding independent pitching stat, most aces at the top of those lists have movement of at least 60 in this league. That is anecdotal, but that is uh, it's kind of my opinion. Obviously, Evgeny is going to have situations where he can throw a perfect game. He can shut you down for eight, nine innings at a time, and he's going to be incredible. And then he's going to have more games than the normal ace would where he gives up four runs in five innings, and it's a quick hook uh, because of that movement, because he's going to be giving up more home runs. So uh, I don't think he's going to be in the greatest of all time conversation eight, nine, ten seasons from now, along with Carlos Mateo and Gandhi. But... Uh, Obviously a very good young pitcher, a 22-year-old lefty with three blue pitches and then a fork ball that is is more than adequate at a 66 with the potential to be a blue pitch as well. Uh, high work ethic, high loyalty, low greed. Really, maybe one of the most valuable assets in this game. I just don't know that he's going to be uh, one of the greatest of all time, uh, but time will tell on that. Um, so our current number one prospect, according to the game, is... Federico Prada, who I believe was the number one overall pick, maybe number two overall in the last draft. Let me verify that real quick. Uh, and it was just, it, it's very clear, this guy, uh, yeah, number two overall pick. Great stuff, 82 potential movement, excellent. Um, but he's got the changeup glitch, with, which I know a lot of you guys uh, are aware of. You know, 80 potential, which is a starting pitcher, is gold. But he's just got so far to go. He's 17 years old. His stuff is at 17. His control is at 10. His changeup is a 6 with the potential to be 106. That's probably not going to develop, which is going to bring his stuff stealing way down. Um, and also, his, veloc his, his velocity is 92 to 94. 
which is a little low for, it's low for an ace. He's only 17, which you would think, okay, maybe that'll come up, but he's not very big. He's 5'10", 165, so I do have concerns that that velocity will get up into the 95, 96, 97 range where you would like to see an ace. Um, but he does have high movement, so if that movement develops, he's still going to be a very good pitcher. I would not have him in my top five or really even top 10 prospects. Uh, I'm going to go and give you my top five here in order. Uh, I'll, I, I'm actually, I'm going to go from, from five down to one. Uh, number five, I've got Joel Cortez, the catcher with Brooklyn. I've got him here because he's the only good catching prospect in the entire league. Um, I think he's a 70 potential. Just a really solid hitter across the board, solid defense. Uh, you know, the catcher ability is a little bit further along than his arm, but I'm, I'm thinking that his arm will come along at least a little bit. Um, and he's got high work ethic, but really this, him being at number five is all about positional scarcity. Um, whew, number four, I've got Brent Weeks. Sorry, Beanie, probably thought he'd be higher. Um, and he would be higher, except that he's got that fragile injury rating. Um, he just, I, I don't know. This league doesn't have a whole lot of injuries, so I don't know quite how to handicap that, but he does have that fragile injury rating. But he also has plus plus power, one of the five or six most you know highest power potential guys in this whole league, and he has elite defense at a scarce position at shortstop. He's going to be a 90 plus defender at shortstop. He could win a league MVP someday. I don't know that he's going to be Velo David Velos, Velos, uh, but he he's going to be really good. I think uh, if he can stay healthy, that's it, it. Could end up being a big if, but if he can stay healthy, he could be an MVP caliber player. Number three, I have Juan Velasquez, uh, first baseman from Quad City. Obviously, with him, it's all about the power. This guy could end up being the uh, all-time home runs leader someday. You know, we can look back 15 seasons from now, and he's passed McKell, and he's not even done yet. Um, he could he could legitimately be our first 500 home run hitter. Um, can hit for power, and a, he also has good eye, and he's going to be an above-average defender. He's a lefty. But his, his split is not that harsh. He's going to be playable against lefties. He's going to be able to play every day, I think, at first base, maybe at DH in his older years. Um, just a super valuable player. Um, and it, you may notice, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning towards power a little bit with these last two selections, and that's a personal bias of mine, I'll clarify. I, I just think in, in anecdotally and out of the park 19, power is just where you want to be. Uh, I used to build my teams around on base percentage. And I just think, and I, and I think that was maybe the right way to do it in, in 17 and 18, but the way that this game seems to be working, um, in my observations, I think power is the best way to build a team. And so that's why I have Brent Weeks and Juan Velasquez here in my top five. Um, number two, the only starting pitcher in my top five, I have Enrique Covarubias. Uh, Lots of hard names to pronounce in, to pronounce in this league. Um, Got three blue pitches, uh, or at least in the potential to be blue. That's really, I mean, that's really hard to beat. That's what made Carlos Mateo so good for so long. That's what made uh, Gonbi so good. He would, I think, be the consensus number one in this list, but he does have kind of mediocre movement and control. Both those numbers are hovering a little bit above 50. If those numbers were, were 60 plus, or, you know, even, you know, I, I want to say Mateo has 70 plus control let me verify that real quick oh no he's got 90 plus control and then 60 plus movement so yeah i mean 
I think he's going to be a really good pitcher. I think he's the most sure thing starting pitching prospect in this league. I know the game disagrees with me here. They've got, like I said, uh, uh, Prada is the number one. And then Prada number one. Ira Kwok number two. Another guy that could end up being a starter but has a weird changeup. Only two and a half pitches. Um, Rafael Cavazos with with Soul is probably the number two pitching prospect, and you could make the case that he's number one. I just prefer uh, I prefer Cavaro Bias because of the uh, of the three blue pitches, whereas Cavazos uh, only has one blue pitch and then three above average pitches, which of course is good, um, but. And he also, he's got great stamina and can, can light up triple digits on the radar gun, too. He's going to be another really good player. Uh, Omar Arroyo for Seattle, I'm a little bit concerned about developing as a starting pitcher because he's got that, the potential glitchy changeup. He's got uh, low velocity at 18 years old, which could come up, but low velocity for now. And then uh, really low control for, for, for right now, uh, being a 16 overall control, but a high potential there. Maybe the most alarming thing is uh, low work ethic, low leadership, low loyalty. Uh, doesn't seem to be all that interested. It may not be a high candidate for development. And it's probably worth noting that he he's starting off in, in short season A ball, which might be a mistake. Might want to put him in rookie ball. Uh, but 65 ERA plus so far in 17 innings at short season A ball. So uh, yeah, not off to a hot start for Arroyo. Those are really, and then I've got, I've got Francisco Trinidad, who I acquired from Everett, is the next guy on the list according to OSA. He's really a wild card to me. Um, I went ahead and did this deal because I think his changeups, his changeups have been developing. He does have a two, he has a changeup and a circle change that are potentially glitchy changeups, but they have been developing a little bit. And another thing that I've noticed in Out of the Park 19 versus previous versions in this for this league. Those changeups sometimes do develop. Uh, look at Jonathan Mitchell, also in the Seattle organization, as a uh, as an example of that. Um, sometimes they develop, and Trinidad's changeups have doubled ish over the last year or so. So I took a risk there. If his changeups develops, if his changeups develop, then he he does have an opportunity to be uh, one of the best starting pitchers in this game. If not, obviously he's going to be relegated to. He'll probably be my closer. Um, within the next couple of years. He's already 23, throws gas, hits, uh, can hit 100 on the radar gun. And I imagine his stuff uh, as a reliever would, would probably hit 90. Um, so yeah, he'd probably be, worst case scenario, he's a good closer. Um, oh, last pitching prospect I want to get to, because he is, he's real, this is probably the, my, my third favorite pitching prospect right now. Uh, Kazumai Kuabara for Philadelphia. Uh, 23 years old, pretty much already developed, already at, at, at a 30 overall with 68 potential, tearing it up in AAA right now, on ERA plus of 227. Philly, you got to hit him in the majors. He's ready. Uh, 81 stamina, those gas, uh, 60 movement, overdeveloped movement, 60 over 58, uh, 70, 70 potential control. He's got four really good pitches, including a fastball that uh, is going to be a 90 out of 100. He, I bet he makes a debut in September if, uh, if Philly needs a rotation spot. If not, uh, maybe an opening day starter next year. He's going to be an ace for a long time. Uh, that's probably it on pitchers, I guess. Uh, oh, I didn't say my number one prospect. 
in my opinion right now, and this is kind of a cop, not a cop out, but um, I just kind of went with a safe pick, I guess. Uh, Ivan Vizcaino, outfielder for Seoul. Elite power, uh, elite gap power, and elite eye. He's got pretty good speed, can steal maybe 20, 25 bases a year, and he's going to play solid outfield defense. He He's just... He's an eight-war guy, I think, um, with all those things put together. If if the power if the power shows up, um, and it it, it 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 might not, and you know he may hit he may have years where he only hits 250 and and struggles, but um, with because of the I mean he's only at 46 contact right now with a 60 potential, but if his if his contact and I both develop and he ends up with. Uh, 60 contact and 76 eye along with blue power and blue gap power he is going to be a really special player he's only 22 the strikeouts are going to be a problem that's probably his his main drawback along with um you know i don't know where i would put him in the outfield maybe he he can play center with 75 range but um i think ideally you would have him in left um and then have somebody in center with with 90 plus range and somebody in the right with, with a little bit better arm, but he can definitely, he could play any of the three outfield positions that you need him to. And he's also, he's even got a little bit of, of uh, versatility uh, in the infield. Um, I wouldn't play him at second or sh- I'd probably play him at third with a 65 arm. If you need, he could be a, uh, he could play third in a pinch. I wouldn't do that full time, but um, yeah, just really, and a high work ethic as well. Um, just a really interesting prospect. Former number three overall pick in the 2035 uh, draft. Um, guys, I think that's all I have. Again, uh, if you guys like this, let me know. I'll try to do this semi-rep, maybe like two or three or four a season, depending on how this goes. I might never do it again. I don't know. Uh, just kind of in a... Just kind of had some uh, some time to not wanted to try this out. So uh, if you guys thought this was interesting, want to hear other episodes, um, let me know and let uh, let Will and Andrew know as well. All right, thanks, guys.